1: race fight for the playoffs and the championship on a very unpredictable hot slick mile-and-a-half racetrack in the desert gentlemen start your engines. now the pressure is up the playoffs are underway door-to-door for the race lead 140 degree in the cockpit. of him. McDonald's huge run on Clint Boyer. Pick up the 19 of Trick Takes the lead. Three wide. We see it behind no. him. Oh, the wall he goes. Big run. For the lead. Looking for his fifth win of the
2: 2019 season. But Triggs Jr. wins at Vegas.
1: Well, welcome to NASCAR America, Kyle Petty, Professor Nate Ryan, Steve Latart guys. I appreciate you joining me last minute. DJ and Burton were supposed to be here, but yes, they Kyle, they got on a heater in Vegas. What's the number one rule? You never walk away, man. You can't, you can't walk can't away, walk from away man. You cannot
2: walk away. Can't
1: walk away. So they are still in Vegas. Uh, seeing, I don't know. We're gonna wait till they get in town and we'll see how it all ended up. But guys, yes. that race in Vegas was absolutely crazy, completely
2: unpredictable. Going in, yes. Now that you watched it. What were your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts are a little bit like Denny Hamlin's post-race interview. He still doesn't know what happened out there. <laughs> um, but because it was just... It was crazy. I mean, you you had Joey Logano. You know, you can't pass in these cars, so he drove from 22nd to the lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we had Truex drive from 19th to the lead. I mean, there was so much that went on during this race and, and so many... Some tempers flared. We had some things. So, I mean, I, I still, I'm still, i still not sure what I saw. Yeah, I
3: think Denny's word was confusion. Confusion. And, and that confusion. described yeah. his yeah. car and yeah. going away. But I think it could describe the race as the well. Race. There weren't yes. as many cautions as a year ago. Yeah. Uh, weren't quite as many contenders involved. But you still have I mean, Kurt Busch is in trouble. Eric Jones is in trouble. Denny Hamlin didn't have a great night. I mean, a lot of things happen to a lot of championship contenders. Yeah, yeah.
1: that's a snapshot of the points. But there's a lot more stories that go yeah. with it. Eric Jones, unfortunately mechanical. The poor guy can't get the monkey okay. off his back. To kick it off, but the race winner Martin Truex Jr., his day was kind of like his season—nowhere to be found. Then he's the man. Then he's nowhere to be found. Then he's kind of <laughs> the man again. And it was exciting to watch from the booth. But yes. yeah, the only way you can do this is check out the radio all day for Martin Truex Jr. I gotta take it easy here, man.
0: I'm getting loose. You'll be clear on exit by one over to 88. He's coming inside now. Inside. Inside. Clear after him. There. I'm in trouble! I don't know, yeah. We didn't do anything to free it up. I'm not sure. Clear by two on eight. We kicking the slope like off here. all right second of the race. Still there. All clear now. So by one over the one. <laughs> Just, uh, no lateral entry landing. Yeah, second where we see it. I got people running the middle of the train. I got people running the top. And I got a wrecking in Wrecking Wreck in Caution's out. This hung out like a b- We were trying to hold them off
2: for
0: the lead. If we get in fixed, I can run up there if I have to. Hey, leader. Might Stretch it out. Do your thing. How about this, hero? Round of eight. Way to kick off this playoff, buddy. Nice job. Great winner, Mark Truis Jr. Hey, yeah, boys! Welcome back! Woo! Oh, yeah, man. Awesome job. Well, good job, guys. What a race car. Appreciate it, Cole gave exactly what I needed, buddy. It was super sensitive tonight. One run I'd be really good, next run I'd be sideways, and we really didn't change anything. And so it was just back and forth, and uh, the balance was super sensitive for us all weekend. I don't know about
1: everybody else, but a good adjustment at the end, just exactly the one we needed, and uh, luckily we were able to put the move on and drive away. All right, I'm not playing poker with Cole Perm because all weekend long, I said, don't run him in fantasy. Don't play him. They can't do it. And I was like, look how much I know at lap 25. He was still back in the 20th. And look at this, up to 4th, back to 18th, all the way to 1st. Couldn't stay there. But then they talk about the adjustments in the end when the sun set and the lights came down. It was really Kevin Harvick and Martin Trex Jr. Harvick was right there. The pit crew helped close the gap. And then it was set sail from the 19. How impressive was so many unknowns going into this race? How impressive was the confidence of Cole Pern and Martin Truex in, in each other and that run they put yeah, together?
2: I, I think the confidence that, that Martin Truex has in Cole Pern to make the right decisions. Uh, we said it in Victory Lane uh, we, when we played that little piece, and I said, you sounded like Sherry Pollock. Uh, we're in trouble! We're in trouble. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> and, voice pitch and, yeah, went yeah, up. Was, pitch went way up. But you know, Cole, Cole made the right decisions, and you, you heard Truex say, I can run there, you just get it to me. Just give, it, give me the ball. Give me the ball. And, and, and Pern... Adjust the car, and he has that confidence that when he comes down pit road, they're going to make it better, Um, and that's huge. That is that was huge, and it showed up huge. And I think the confidence started well before the race. Oh yeah,
3: uh, in that they've they've always been a strong long run team. So of course Truex is going to have a good long run car, but. That they planned that way, knowing that last year, this was a wreckfest. fest. There were a lot more yeah. yellows last year. Yeah. There was a lot of unknowns about how this package would race at night for the first time under the lights at Las Vegas. And I think maybe some other teams might have approached it differently. And clearly, Truex and Pern approached it the right way. And, you know, Stevie talked about this on the race broadcast. We just talked about on the NASCAR NBC podcast. The foundation of the pern trux relationship, yeah. much like the way they prepared for this race, it goes back years. It goes back to Truex's worst season yeah. in Cup, where they built that yeah. faith in each other In 2014, and that's why they're so good together now, because they trust each
1: other. So I joked about it at the top of the show, but I I was half tongue-in-cheek, half serious. At the beginning of 2019, the shift to Joe Gibbs racing was anything but smooth. While they weren't bad, they were not to Martin Shrek's junior level. I won't say nowhere to be found, but the third Gibbs car for sure, behind Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin. We show up at Richmond. Oh, by the way, the track we're going to this coming weekend. <laughs> yeah. And Mark Truex Jr. goes to Victory Lane, and then it's four in yeah. like a couple months. It happens, yeah. happens, happens, happens. They win at Sonoma, and I'm thinking, man, how many can they win? Six, eight, ten, nine. Right? Yeah. You know, you never know. And then cool again, cool through the summer. And then I start to wonder how they're going to be in the playoffs. They come back and they win in the playoffs. And I'd love to tell you I know what that means and I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because they've done this so often. One year they didn't make it out of the round of 12. Yeah. The other year they made it to the championship four. So what it means to me is that they won the first small battle in a very lengthy war. Um, we had this conversation. If Truex would have won, Kyle Bush, Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, I had a list. I don't think... That surprises any of us. There were some other drivers that could have had big days that ended up not having a big day. But I mentioned it, right? It was a big day for Martin Truex Jr. Kevin Harvick, the guy there in second, that's who he had to pass for the win. And KP, it was anything but smooth. We bring up the same line graph, right? It's not like he, he starts up front. Yes, he does. But he couldn't
2: stay there all night. But he couldn't stay there all night. But, but it's funny because when you, you set and go through this whole scenario with Cole Pern and Martin Truex, and you can just replace the names with Kevin Harvick and Rodney Childers because the same confidence, mm-hmm. it starts the same, it carries through the same. And these guys, once they got to that top place, once they got back up there, they didn't relinquish it. I mean, they, they adjusted all night long to stay competitive, whether it was sunny. Or whether it was cloud, or whether uh, when the sun went down. So these two teams are the two teams that adjusted, stayed on top, and had the most consistent runs. Even though it's a zigzag yeah. when you look at the chart, where they end up is is the most consistent. So now wait a minute. You were in your computer a second ago checking your fantasy. Yeah. Be honest. Who was your race
1: winner? Uh, it was Harvick, I believe. It was Harvick. Yeah. So, so,
2: yeah. so you
1: were close. You were but close. I forgot
3: to sub in Truex from my garage. So I made a mm. huge a problem. Okay. I Always second 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 that. So you put
2: Harvick
1: in there. Yes. Why? Were you cashed in on the speed in qualifying? What did you see out of the four car that had him as your pick? I much like. Truex, you know that line graph that we're yeah. showing, that
3: zigzag during the race—that yeah. was true throughout the whole weekend for Harvick yeah. as well. Uh, they had a really bad Friday. Yes, Stuart Haas qualified one through four on Saturday, but I think the fact that they did so well in qualifying, and you, I can sort of read Kevin Harvick—I feel like sometimes when he when he comes to the bullpen after a qualifying lap, and even though he qualified well, I think you could also tell he was—he felt like they were going to race better yeah. as well. Yeah. And a, again, like you know, to KP's point. Childers and Harvick have the same relationship that Truex and Pernod yeah. do, and I'm sure that you, know, you had yeah. with Jeff Gordon at one point as well. There's that trust factor that just builds, and key to, over, to winning championships is overcoming
2: adversity, and that's what the good teams had to do in this opener. It, it is interesting that the two best cars are, seem to be the two best, most consistent cars, the, the, the four of Kevin Harvick and the 19, approach this race from 180 degrees. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. that, that far apart. That far apart, man. I mean, it's not even... We done. talked about it. So, I mean. so
1: well, so you mentioned uh, the two best cars. I'm mean, going to argue that I don't think they were the two best. I had three cars, maybe four. And two other cars really yeah. removed themselves from the race. And so the one that comes to mind is Joey Logano. Yes. Um, yeah. He started deep in the field. Jeff Burton and I had this conversation But there was a lot of confidence out of the 22. Jeff and I loved what we saw in Happy Hour. Not great on the speed chart, but when he caught a guy, he made a move. And the run he put from the green flag to the end of stage one is perhaps one of the best runs we've seen all year. Started outside the top 20, went all the way to the
2: win. But then KP, it kind of fell apart a little. It, it did fall apart, but, it, but I'm going to say 37 laps to take the lead. 37, 37 yeah. laps. 37 laps. to take the lead. Like and Kyle right. Busch in a truck race. It, That's exactly yeah. right. From starting 22nd. From starting 22nd yeah. in a series <laughs> that you can't pass cars. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we know it because the drivers tell us that all the time. You know, so I mean it was a phenomenal run. I mean, and he just he picked him up, he put it down. It's like you say, he would he'd run that high line, and it looked like he was 40 miles an hour faster. When he would come off the high, high come off the wall. The difference was though is when the 22 lost
1: track position, and yes. everyone has done it, where it really fell apart for Joey Logano, I thought was a bit too much aggression yes. at the wrong time. And it starts with a four-wide move into turn three. Um, I get it. You gotta be aggressive, right. but but this one I thought, I mean the apron comes up, let's take a look yeah. at this move. Down the back stretch he runs. And he's inside the 37. Listen, they're awful late to be getting in there four wide. I put that purely yeah. on Joey Logano. He sends the 37. I mean, look where he's at. Yeah. yeah I, I'm, I mean, K.B., K, you're a driver. That's awful late to be that, diving in there. That, that is incredibly
2: late, and he's not even to He's just barely to the quarter pound. And then when he comes off of turn four or turn two, he's going to get a run on the 41 of Daniel Suarez, and Daniel is there. Daniel, I, and, and I think... Joey was mad because he felt like he had – I don't think Daniel knew that Joey was mad at him, that, it, that anything right. was going on. Well, that's he let on, him know again. Yeah. Number one, but that's I all, think, on the – Look, for me, for me that's, a, that's a back it down, get your head back in the game, and go again. Don't go force the issue in the next corner. So I have an and opinion think Joey did.
1: on this, but I'm going to let the professor go first. So the question to you is very simple. Should Daniel Suarez – he did it early. Mm. He raced his teammates, got out there to the lead – he Should he race playoff guys differently
3: on the racetrack? I don't think so, especially given that Daniel Suarez isn't set for 2020. I and mean, this is a guy who is is trying to race to stay yeah. in the Cup Series. And I think that there is some expectation level. Obviously, we saw it from Joey Logano there with the obscene gesture that yeah. that the non-playoff guys maybe should yeah. show a little bit more deference. And you should know that, hey, I'm going to race four wide into a corner. On an insane restart because that's the, yeah. the, the season-long narrative and I have to race that way. But I think this was a race where Joey Logano probably made a couple of moves that he would have liked to have had back. And not just that instance uh, with, with forcing the issue four wide, but go back to the stage two end where... He essentially wow. allowed Truex to win the end of stage two by kind of boxing himself in on the. As we see here, he was he was trailing Matt so, Benedetto, so was about quick. to go lap down. Yeah, Matt
1: Benedetto, last car in the lead lap. Joe Logano trying to pass him to lap him. And Matty D racing the wheels off but right here this is the move you're talking about i think that's just a bad decision yeah yes. i
3: agree yeah. i agree
1: and i know you know there was a lot of talk about kyle bush and the moves he made during
3: this race but i think that's one joey Logano would like to have back and you know maybe on that restart as well and then
1: right here i think this is i think they're unrelated i think this is hey help the toyota, the toyota out let him back in the lead lap um we'll let the black helicopter fly around and see if they were <laughs> texting while driving i know uh, i don't think they have time on, to come do on, that man. uh so here's my thing daniel swears his future is unknown non-playoff guy Jimmy Johnson, politely, I think, could give two craps left. So he's going to yeah. drive to everybody because he wants to win a race. Yeah. Um, there are other drivers. Austin Dillon has had a miserable year. I don't think he cares about any playoff drivers. The, the, the no. non-playoff guys, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., he might put the mittens on around Ryan Newman. I think he appreciates his new teammate. Yeah. But he's going to race everyone else. very difficult. So to answer that question, I don't think they are going to race them. And I think it's going to be very clear that these playoff drivers have better realize that. Yeah. Because yeah. on these yeah, restarts... They yeah. better know, like, don't take an inch thinking that guy's going to give you yeah. a foot because
2: he's thinking he's not yeah. going to give you the inch you're going to try to take. Listen, we, we have this conversation every year. Every year. Um, but and, I think it's different this yeah, year. It is different. It's, di- it's different yeah, with exactly. this roof package. These yeah. Yeah. restarts. Because of the restarts. Because of the restarts. That's why it's different. Okay? So it is. But we have this every year. It is all of a sudden we get to the playoffs and it's the haves and the have nots. The haves are in the playoffs, the have nots are out of the playoffs. And this year, these guys are bound and determined whether it's Stenthouse, whether it's Suarez, whether it's Jimmy Johnson, they're gonna win a race in this these playoffs. They're gonna take a race and they're gonna win it. You know, I this is not gonna be a cakewalk just because you've got a one through 16 besides your name right now. It's not going to be a cakewalk for those guys. Hey,
3: there's three more mile-and-a-half ovals. Yes. I mean, I think that the playoff contenders better be worried at Kansas next round. They better be worried yeah. about Texas third round. I think it completely changes. The dynamic changes yeah. Homestead-Miami Speedway. I think the finale, then the mittens go on a little bit, I right? Think Th- that, I think that's fair.
1: Okay. I think when you get to four guys that have got to Miami yeah. with a chance to yeah. win – Yeah. You don't want to anything. be that guy. You don't want to be that guy, We You have to be more cognizant. But the next yeah. two mile and a half yeah.
3: ovals, I think yeah. it's going to be the same thing. No. So basically
1: what I learned is I don't know who is any better than anybody else, no. but it's going to be a great run in <laughs> the playoffs. The other stuff we learned, though, we're going to discuss what Kyle Busch had to say about last night's race or even perhaps what he didn't say. Here's a hint. Hard to believe he wasn't happy.
2: He's got the 1888 with him, for the inside, inside, no time, hold your line, inside, Still trying the outside, outside, he drove up on, he didn't know what he was going to do, clear, not your dealer, man. I think the nose
0: is in or knocked down or off a splitter or something, he'll get destroyed. 10 more, man. Fifteen yeah, more. I back Larson
1: for position,
2: then another half straight. I
0: don't get it, tell just go home. Uh-huh get right here in a second have a do whatever you
3: do after that told he was going to go high I thought he was going to go high he went middle because thought he was gonna go high and uh, killed our day I don't know I mean should have run fourth probably but instead, um, said 19 I don't know We're the top echelon of motorsports, and we got guys that have never won late model races running out here on the racetrack it's pathetic they don't know where to go. So, what else do you do?
0: You had that 45 point
3: buffer. Do you fall back on that? It's pathetic to have to lean on insurance. My premiums are going to go up. Kyle Bush he tried real hard to do his best in that interview, and it was just a little bit too long, and finally <laughs> lost it. <laughs>
1: Just for the record, Dale Jr. says that from experience. Yes, yeah, <laughs> the guy that's, that was
2: But he's exactly right. He all does. right.
1: So there's a whole discussion here, but I think it's only fair. No offense to Nate or myself as a crew chief. I think you have to start with the driver. Uh, you've been on the <laughs> racetrack. I mean, I have my listen, opinion. Listen,
2: finally, finally, something we can that Kyle Petty can speak to. I've been a lap car. <laughs> okay, I know what it's like to be a lap car. And here's the deal. That's all on Kyle Busch. Okay. All on Kyle Busch. It's Kyle Busch's job to figure out a way to get around the lap car. You heard the spotter, hold your line, hold your line, hold your line. I didn't see Smith. I didn't see him go up. I didn't see him come down. I saw Byron drive by him on the inside. I saw uh, Bowman blast by him on the outside after Kyle drove windshield deep up under him. Uh, that's all on Kyle Bush right there. Uh, no matter no matter what, that's all on Cowboys. And, that's and not because on that's what gear. lap cars are told gear. to do, right? Like lap, get, a lap car, like Smithley is told, hold your line. Hold your line. Hold your line. If you're going to run high, run high all the way through the corner. If you're going to run low, run low all the way through the corner. Hold your line. The leader will find his way around. These guys that run dirt races and all that stuff, they understand that. That runs you. You know it's your job to get around that guy. And let me just say this. Let me say this, people. Okay, that. If you have an accident on the highway and you run into somebody from behind, you're the one that gets the ticket. Okay? Sorry. That's just the way it works in America.
1: Yeah. Uh, I've I've tested that there. That's exactly how it works. I I have, too. That's how it works. Exactly. So So, I'm not going to disagree with Kyle Busch's frustration. No. Because the speed, I'm not going to pick on the driver, but the speed of some of these cars out there are way off. And in today's world of momentum, um, you know, Kyle Bush goes in there and gets on the brakes, he's going to lose a ton of spots. The interesting thing is, though, his radio in is, I think the nose is pushed up. Like, I, I, I don't think he imagined the damage on that no, car the way no it way. looked, right? right? Like, yeah. I really don't think yeah. he did. Um, I think that's really the difference for me. The, the bigger question is, while we could talk about this forever, I have rarely, if ever, Left a race thinking the driver of the 18 was the weak point of that team. Yeah. Because he's spectacular. Yeah. He hit the wall early, buckled down and recovered. I, I was in the button talking to the broadcast. Cover yeah. Kyle Bush. He's going to make us look foolish. He's going to win this yeah. race, and we're not yeah. going to talk about him. He's going to win this race. And then an uncharacteristic mistake running over the 52. Nate, where's Kyle Bush at? I, I think that's part of the frustration, and we heard him tell Parker Kligerman that. like, He thought he was going
3: to finish top four. And then then that happens. So that's part of the reason he's flying off the handle. But this is user error again, much like, I think, for Joey Logano earlier. There's some moves that Kyle Busch would have liked to have had back. And I think what's a little troubling, and I know we joke about Kyle Busch being in a slump. I mean, he enters with the most playoff points, 45. He won the regular season championship. He has four wins. But this is not the first instance this year where he has hit the wall uh, and it's it's on him. Yeah, uh, it, it happened earlier this year at New Hampshire when he had the fastest car. Uh, Watkins Glen. Watkins Glen. He was just, Watkins
2: Glen for me. He was, he was off
3: his game in both that races. Watkins it's been Glen the it cup and, yeah. and with a strong car. Yeah. And I just think we're, we're a little unaccustomed to seeing those types of mistakes from Kyle Busch because he's so he's elite. Yeah. He's so world class. Yeah. And you know we know that he's not a fan of this package and hasn't been all okay. year. And I just wonder in the back of his mind is that... And he, media day he seemed great. Yeah. He seemed like he was in the right place. He's ready to win a championship, but I I can't help but think that that's in, still in the back of his mind.
2: Yeah, listen, he just comes across as miserable, dude. I I'm, I'm sorry, you know what I mean. He's just not having fun, not enjoying. It. But and I will say this, I understand his frustration as a driver. I understand his frustration on winning the regular season championship, having all these points, moving into this race, having an opportunity to run fourth. But he crossed the line when he called out Smithley. He crossed the line by calling out a smaller team and talking about him as a driver, and people that don't deserve to be there. For me as a driver, that crossed the line. So, and I will, I will go I down. I have a problem with, I, the, I have with a problem the personal with attack. With the personal um, attack. If I he wants to complain about the yeah. speed of the
1: 52. That's right. The, That's the variety of speed That's on the right. racetrack. Right. I got no that problem I'm with that. I'm on board. I'm, I'm on board with what Kyle Busch said. But the, the guy driving the 52 right there. Yeah.
2: He's doing all he can, man. He never changes the payments. He's yeah,
3: doing. I mean, it, it caught me off guard because Kyle Busch is such a grassroots supporter. Yes, exactly. He's so much. I own late model teams. Yeah. I, I have a truck team. I'm all about yeah. developmenting you know, drivers and and having yeah. that pipeline. And you know, this was an instance of like, th- this guy isn't good enough to show the yeah. racetrack. Yeah. With so me. can I go ahead so and, and and
2: this guy isn't good enough because I say he's not good yeah, enough. Yeah, right, right. Because I say he's not good yeah, enough, so and that's the problem I have with.
1: But him. can I go ahead and just make everyone social media mad yeah. now? Yeah. yeah. There's go there's ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, do it. What I am going to applaud <laughs> Kyle Busch for yeah. is being Kyle Busch. Oh, for sure. For and, sure. And, and what I say by that, that is, listen to me, do not say you want your athlete, yeah. your race car driver, to be himself and then complain who he yeah. is. Because I've been around Kyle Busch a lot. As a teammate at Hendrick Motorsports, as a competitor at Joe Gibbs saying I've been on record uh, multiple times. I'll go on record again yeah. to say if, if they – if it would have lined up where I could have been Kyle Bush's crew chief, I would have done it in a heartbeat because not one time do I ever question his desire to compete. Yeah. yeah. Now, that doesn't make all what he no, says no, no, correct. No, no. And that doesn't mean that it doesn't leave a big wake in his path and it doesn't leave a whole mess. But... Everyone that wants to attack him and call his, you know, oh, he's just a complainer. He's just, he's just, do you want him to be himself or don't you? As a
3: longtime member of the media, I never want him to
1: change. I want, because he is
3: one of the most intriguing, fascinating personalities in NASCAR right now. I mean, he had Wi-Fi, thank God, the whole way home last night. And I know Joe Gibbs wasn't happy about that, but it
2: was very entertaining (laughs) to be on NASCAR Twitter last night because of Kyle Busch. And look, he is not hypocritical. That's who he is all the time. That's right. You know what I mean? He's, he, doesn't, he doesn't clean it up. He doesn't You know, the, when, when Brad K came out during driver introductions and said, I'm Brad K and Kyle Bush is an ass, yep. still stands today. You know what I mean? But he, he, he owns it. So, so he owns that and that, I'm okay with that. But there's one more layer. As a guy that got beat by
1: Jimmy Johnson from the majority of my yeah. career, if the four car is doing a burnout, I think he's a little less upset. Yeah. I think when you start getting beat by your teammates, teammates. in the same equipment, that is like turning the pressure up times three.
2: Mark my words, dude. The Gibbs organization is going to eat itself. That's what I said. They
1: will eat
3: themselves. So You uh, don't think they're getting four guys No, no way. I mean, guys. obviously now it's, yeah. it's going to be a tall no order. They're not getting four, I don't, I don't, not getting four guys. Yeah. I, don't,
2: I don't think they're getting four. I never thought they were getting four guys. I, th- I, I, I think they're going to be fortunate if they have two. Yeah. I, I really do because I think those guys are so competitive with each other internally yeah. and with the group that we have. They're gonna they're gonna devour themselves. I mean, Kyle has said it in post-race interviews yeah. on
3: the record in
2: front on national television. Yeah.
3: I
1: don't like getting beat by my teammates. That's exactly and right. And I think that, that that is a factor. Well, one teammate was in the garage and we're gonna hear from him. Coming up, we're gonna go through the field and get reactions from other playoff drivers, including Eric Jones, Clint Boyer, William Byron. It was a busy day in the desert.
3: Joey Logano and Clint Boyer unlocked big prizes for Ford fans during Vegas weekend. What will be unlocked this week in Ford's driven to form sweepstakes? Enter now for your chance to win epic race day prizes plus a new Ford Mustang GT. Go to nascar.com slash promo for more information.
0: We were trying to go for the same spot in the middle and ended up four wide, got a fender rub, and day's done.
3: It's unfortunate that you can just barely touch somebody. and. You know, you have a flat tire, but that's kind of the, the box that we're in. I mean, that they need to that, that really needs to be addressed. It's really hard to be aggressive and not make a little mistake here and there. So, um, but you know, that's what we have to work with right now, and it is what it is. Led there late and gave ourselves an opportunity, and I knew the Gibbs cars would be tough. Martin was just so much better on the second half of the run, and, and he had made up that ground there and was able to stay close enough to us. I was just miserable. Nothing I did was working, and uh, we were losing spots to everybody out there, and. Uh, just got to give uh, credit to everybody for not, you know, kind of freaking out. Felt like if I could have got just one or two more spots on the restart, I might have been able to, to steal a win out of it. But uh, we kind of stole a third place today, so I guess I can't complain. He was trying to side draft and just cut a hole in the left rear tire and. Um, Yeah, I thought it was gonna hold on okay Actually, it stopped smoking for a minute and then I could tell when I went in three and four put some load on the the rears It was uh, it was flat so uh, that wasn't great, but luckily we got a caution As soon as the Sun went down um, We battled with the 12 there and it looked like we got a little damage to the nose and um, we took two and we were a little tight anyway, and and the car just took off. I mean it just it's like I had a hole in the nose like a big hole but I don't see anything there so we got to figure it out but certainly um, definitely not as good uh, there at the end is what we were expecting. I feel like where we
0: unloaded um, you know we were really strong off the truck and then we just couldn't really find much more than that throughout the course of the weekend and the racetrack kind of got away from us. Would have liked to be a little better would have liked to get stage points really
1: that's the the big letdown. We're just too loose all day long and um, really struggled to get the car tightened up. If we would have been tighter we could have had more track position throughout the race, but the two tire call got us some track position. Again, proud of the progress, just not the end result. And the stage points didn't come to us, so we've got to do a better job of that again.
3: You know, it's unfortunate we got a hole to dig out of. You know, 26 points is uh, is not where we want to be after the first race. I think we could have been in a, a pretty good spot had we had a good, uh, you know, average night. But just uh, go to Richmond and go to work.
1: I guess Eric Jones is probably the one that I feel for the most. A mechanical issue at the racetrack is really what hurt him. Something in the drive line. came in four points above left, 26 points below. I say not a must win. I say short track Roval. If he can lose 30, so can someone else. Yeah. I'm not willing to label it like that. But you know what it is? It is a must. It is a must score stage points in both stages at Richmond to start in yeah. his way back up the leaderboard.
2: Yeah, Maybe. I, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I say start. How do I take the baby? I say start working on 2020. No. Yeah. Uh, You're moving yeah. on. Yeah, I'm moving on. Yeah. I'm, I, I have to move. You know, I, I think when you have a bad first race, you don't recover. So I'm looking at two or three of those guys that are out right now. I don't think they recover. Stage points or not? I just don't think they recover against these 16, yeah. against these elite 16. I just don't think you can recover.
3: Eric Jones agrees with you, Stevie. I asked him after the race, is yeah. Richmond now a must win? He said, no, top five, yeah. Richmond, Roblox, maybe do it, but he's going to need a lot yeah. of stage points. And I, I like, I think Ryan Newman, again, we heard from him there, he's in great shape. I mean, six points out. And he will get stage points, I think, at the next two races. And I still think I, I think he's going to make it. So wait, wait, he's wait. wait it next okay. week. Why don't you
1: put a line graph up for Ryan Newman? That's like the signature,
2: Ryan yeah. Newman. I'm going to run fifteenth I mean, all yeah. day and finish tenth. Here's hey, what: yeah. Let's just give these guys particip- participation ribbons and send them onto to the house because <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get say a lot of sleep. I am right so on. sorry, but I, you know. But now I, I will say this: My man William Byron, I have to go back to him a little bit because I think William learned a couple of things. Number one, if you're going to spin, spin at the entrance of pit road. Okay. Number two. When a tire stops smoking, that means the tire, the sidewall has ripped out and there's nothing there. <laughs> I was say. That's why it's not smoking anymore. So I, I hope he learned that lesson. Big winner. Big winner for William Byron because I, I don't believe that anybody, that a lot of people had William Byron coming out of Vegas uh, with a run like he and Chad had. So, so tip of the hat. There. I, I agree with the two assessments yeah. of the stop smoking and the recovery. We, we
1: wondered if the rookie playoff, not yeah. a rookie driver, but rookie in the playoffs of William Byron, if the experience, because it's the opposite on top of the pit box. We talk about Jimmy Johnson missing it. Yeah. Chad Kanals has never. And um, I don't know, there's something about Chad. I've no long time. He looks comfortable in the playoffs. He looks comfortable, crew chief and a young race car driver. Yeah. You know, do I think they're going to go out and, and no. beat and bang with Kyle Bush? No. no. But. I think they need to be a little careful of this young driver in the 24 car because I think he could come under the radar. And I actually disagree about Ryan Newman. I think he's going to blue-collar his way to the round of 12. May not see the round of 8, but he will see the round of
3: 12. <laughs> I think Chad Knauss is rubbing off on William Byron in a good yeah. way. Cause we, in a good way. We, we actually, I mean, we heard of, of vulgarity on yeah. the William Byron driver yeah. channel that yeah. I was totally shocked by. This is yeah. not this is a very mild manner, pleasant kid. And that part of it is still there for him. Yeah. But, like, I think... He's, getting, he's staying patient, but he's acquiring a little bit yeah. more of an
2: edge from, from Chad, which is good. And, I, and I, I, I'll go, and I said it yesterday, I, I, and it just clicked to me. This is Dale Inman and Terry Labonte. When Dale Inman yeah. left Richard Petty after seven championships and all those years and went to Terry, William Byron is not Terry Labonte yet by any stretch of the imagination. So I want to go, but this is a veteran crew chief with a driver that he can mold and do things with that he couldn't do with Jimmy. That Dale couldn't do with Richard Petty, but he could do with Terry. And I think Chad can do things with, with William. William Byron needed some edge.
1: Yeah. Because he's so nice of a person, I think everyone felt that's how we should race. Yeah. yeah. And I think the, the, the one bad word on the radio is just one thing. And yeah. it all goes all the way back to, I go all the way back to Daytona when he got wrecked in practice. And I was a little worried about how this was going to go. And we put a mic in his face. And he said, he ran me over. like I don't know what his problem was. And right then, I I put a little footnote. I said, make a note. Today, William Byron... Decided, I am a cup driver, and I don't care what a cup champion says. He ran me over, and I think that's going to carry him into the playoffs.
3: And he stood up to a guy, Brad Keselowski, who had given him grief the year before to the point where uh, Byron's crew chief at the time, Darian Grubb, felt it necessary to go talk to Keselowski and said, hey, stop bullying my rookie. This is no good. And I think that, yeah, that speaks to the growth that Byron has, that he's willing to stand up
2: to these guys that he didn't before. So these guys, uh, we talked about all these guys. What about uh, our poll center?
1: Oh, I've already, I already got the orange flotation device on in a paddle. Okay. I'm in it. the lifeboat for Clint Boyer. Okay, that's, um, that's, I just <laughs> want to know where we were at with him. So uh, he shows up, great speed, sits on the pole. My assessment was cautious. If He loses a little track position with that slick, slicked-up race car, not allowed to downforce. And in the end, it was like quicksand. Yeah, watching yeah. the 14 on Sunday was like watching somebody stuck in the mud or somebody... Uh, stuck in quicksand the harder they try it wasn't lack of effort I, I don't no, want anybody to think they effort, weren't trying no. Yeah, it was almost the opposite yes, it's right. that they want it to work so bad the harder they try the deeper they sink there was nothing going right for the 14, and I made the statement when he sat on the poll that Clint Boyer is an emotionally charged race car driver and this could help him yeah when, when he left on Sunday it was a deflated Clint yeah. Boyer oh, I yeah. think there's an opportunity going to Richmond if they can strike Clint Boyer magic yeah and lead like he might have to win, but even yeah. lead laps kind of gets that swagger back. but if we see a
2: mediocre run at Richmond, yeah. that, that boat has left the port. Yeah, I, I agree. It's not lack of effort. It's just they started in such they started in such a bad place they could never get back to where they needed to be. Yeah, like an emotional I mean, deficit. Yeah, yeah Like it took so much emotion definitely. through the summer to make the
1: playoffs. yeah. Um, Clint Boyer. so, so if we're talk about Clint Boyer, let's talk about another veteran and a champion, Kurt Bush. yeah. I, I like he's Snake button Vegas. Hometown guy yeah, is statistically yeah. worse racetrack. was and running he, pretty good though. And he talked he talked this week about how sometimes
3: I think he he pushed the envelope too much at Vegas. He felt too much of that hometown pra- track pressure and it felt like this weekend was coming to him until right there <laughs> when yeah. he got the tire up on the restart and the t- and the team was bringing him in the pits and they waited they one lap too long.
1: I, I, I was I was commending the team for calling the yes. pit road when he wrecked because yes, I, I said I said, "You know what? Veteran move, right? L- live to race another yeah. lap." And uh I'm, I'm so Chase Elliott said something interesting there because he had a flat tire. William yeah. had a flat tire. Uh, you know, the Xfinity cars run those composite bodies. Uh, I think you can beat and bang a little bit. I, I understand what Chase is saying. I agree we can't fix it now. I wish we could just snap our fingers yeah. and put these composite yeah. bodies on there because I think it is unfortunate that Kurt has a flat and William yeah. has a flat because True. of the hard nose racing that we want to see, right? Because in the end, that's what's creating these flat tires. But didn't we see that hard nose
3: racing in – Years gone yeah, by. That's a, and that's nice. and, Look, I mean, no, no, wait, wait, wait. We didn't see four
1: wide <laughs> yeah, going yeah, down the backstretch, no, but, but, but,
2: but my point, you know, my point is this, is, is once again, it's, it's we've got so many organizations from RTAs to NASCAR to everybody else. I mean, somebody's <laughs> got to step up and, and grab it and, and say this is what we're going to do because we don't have the bodies because we didn't want to change the bodies. And the drivers want the bodies because they can't be aggressive because they don't have the bodies. I mean, who's going to? It's the chicken and the egg, which came first. And and that's where we've got to get back to, where you can, or where, where we have something. It is steel. I don't give a rat's rear end how aggressive these guys are. You're holding the steering wheel.
1: Yeah, I know. You're holding no. the
2: steering wheel, dude. You've got to take some responsibility. When you slam somebody, or somebody slams you, you've got to take part of that responsibility for, as we talked about Joey Logano, putting yourself in a bad position, putting yourself in a place you don't need to be. We talk about Kyle Bush, putting yourself in a... You've got to take some of that. It's not that spotter. It's not NASCAR sitting in that trailer. It's not the RTA or your dr- owners because <laughs> they don't want the composite bodies yet because it's going to raise the cost, whatever it is. You've got to take a little bit of responsibility. This is not. All right. I, All not right. Mr. A tra- Hold sorry. on. Mr.
1: Positive Cut. Let's do it real
2: quick. Yeah. Okay. So. Ryan
1: Newman, Kurt Busch, Clint Boyer, Eric Jones, bottom four. Do any of those four advance out of this round, or have they sealed their fate?
2: Okay, so Newman, Bush, Boyer, Jones. I, I listen. I'm 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 sorry, but I don't have Boyer and Jones moving forward. So you think Bush As, and the, Newman still have a chance? I, I think those two still have a chance. I think what Newman says, makes mate?
3: it. I don't know about yeah. the other three. I, I didn't. I mean, Bush and Jones weren't getting out uh, in my pre-Vegas. Uh, first Ooh, four out. You had so, Bush out? Or I'm sorry, Bush and Boyer. Yeah, yeah. I had Bush out. Yeah.
2: And
1: I think you had Jones out. I had Jones
2: out. Yeah. I had Jones
1: I, out. I, I think Newman, he's always been on my list. Yeah. He gets through. Well the racing at Vegas guys reminded me of Short Tracks racing, grassroots racing. It's time now for our 50 states in 50 days grassroots tour. Today we're heading to Rocky Mountain Country and the Colorado National Speedway. This lightning-fast oval converted from dirt to asphalt in 89 and hosted multiple NASCAR series, including the Trucks. This Saturday, the track will hold its annual championship night. Al Unser Jr., big name, won a track title here in a sprint car back in 1979. And this year, Haley Deegan earned a win in the K&N West Series. Local legend Bruce the Moose Yaki, the best nickname ever, has been a (laughs) longtime fixture at (laughs) CNS, and his sons (laughs) Brett and Brian have followed in his footsteps. The track's... Signature Race is the Challenge Cup held in October. Among its past winners in Midwest Racing legend Larry Lasso. Phillips. And guys, wow, man, you want to see some great racing? Check this out right Check here. Check this out, babe. The train racing. Train racing.
2: This is the greatest racing in the world. Somebody's in the front car, somebody's in the back, nobody in the middle. Nobody. Let's get her done, baby. That's how I feel like this show is front going car. On here. <laughs> Front, front <laughs> car has the engine, back car has the brakes. That's the way it used to work, man. I don't know how they run them now, but look at these things. It's, it's, oh if my you got to do it, do it on a figure eight course. This takes me missing. back to Orange Show Speedway in San
3: Bernardino, oh, California. Oh, my God. Right? I, I, they did it the same way. They yeah. had car, drivers in the front, front and back cars. Front, back, yeah. nobody it's, in the middle.
2: Trains and racing. Like, oh, It's like peanut butter and jelly. Listen. That those are crazy restarts (laughs) right there. Don't tell me about cup restarts. That's a crazy restart.
1: (laughs) If you want to take part in your grassroots tour, share a story, a photo, anything you have from your local track by using the hashtag #MyTrackMyRoots. Lots of conversation yet. We're only one race into the playoffs. Lots to talk about. Welcome back. During last night's race, we learned the shocking news that Mike Stefanik, a seven-time NASCAR modified champion, died following a plane crash in Connecticut on Sunday. In a statement, NASCAR chairman and CEO Jim France said, Stefanik recorded achievements in this sport that are likely untouchable, and his legacy as a champion will endure. Nate? Nate? You know, I've been in the, the Hall of Fame
3: voting room for the NASCAR yeah. Hall of Fame in the last few years, and he always comes up, since he's been on the ballot since 2014, a lot of support. I know he's not the most well-known name, maybe to casual NASCAR yeah. fans, but, Kyle, uh, he's getting a lot of support in terms of the votes in that room. And, you know, sadly, I think posthumously, I think he's going to get into yeah. the NASCAR Hall of Fame probably as early as next year, and, and he's deserving of being in.
2: Very deserving. Uh, look, for modified racing, um, if we go back to Evans and Cook... Uh, who are in the Hall of Fame. And, and we go back to to Richard Petty and Dale Earnhardt Sr. and Jeff Gordon and, and Jimmy Johnson, champions like that. That's Stefanik for the Modified Series. That's that's what that name means in that series. So it is a huge loss uh, for Modified Racing and for the Northeast uh, and, and that racing community.
1: Yeah, as a kid who grew up in the Northeast, I saw Stefanik and a lot of the Modified Drivers race. Uh, definitely sad news without a doubt. And guys, our thoughts are with Mike's Wife, Julie, and this entire Stefanik family. Mike Stefanik was 61 years old.
2: Friday, 20 teams from around the world compete for rugby's biggest prize, the Rugby World Cup. Friday on NBCSN and NBC Sports Gold.
1: A pass to the second round of the playoffs. Martin Truex Jr. wins in Vegas.
0: Hi, I'm David Odell, jackman for the 19 Bass Pro, Martin Truex. Tonight was a really good night. We came together as a team. Yeah, back. Now we can go in the next couple races and just try new things and just be prepared and take a lot of, a lot of stress and pressure off of us.
1: Well, the round of 16 continues Saturday night, under the light, short track action at Richmond, followed by the craziness, the unpredictable Roval at Charlotte Motor Speedway on NBC. When I look at these two, Richmond jumps to mind, Kyle Larson. I look at the Roval and Ryan Blaney, all those guys in the race today. We're going to start with Kyle Larson, Okay, run. The crew member did the whole somersault, hand pat on pit road. You try to convince Kyle and I was a great recovery. <laughs> so go ahead. You have the mic. It, so here's it. what happens. So his team gets
3: penalized and takes him from... I mean, Kyle Larson felt like he had a top three car. He said that after the race. So he goes from being a potential top five to start restarting 19th, the last time the green flag flew for the duration of the race. And Kyle Larson patiently marched his way up in the top 10, ends up finishing eighth. And I, go back a couple of months ago, he wasn't doing yeah. that. This is a, a maturation here uh, for this team and the driver that I think is evident, that he is not over driving, as we saw some other drivers earlier, trying to do too much on restarts. Yeah. Kyle Larson said, I was very patient because I knew I had a great car. It was going to come to me. Even though it's hard to pass, I knew I could get to the top ten and make up those 11
1: spots, and he did. Okay, Professor, I have to agree, and this is why. Not for the last run of the race, but for the improvement over the course of the weekend. Yeah. Every time I looked out the window in practice... The 42 was bouncing over the bumps, going up the racetrack off turn two. Every time we had a conversation with him, he tried to be positive, but the underlying tone was, we're just not good. He tries to sell it, but we're just not good. This playoffs will test all of these teams. The improvement from Friday to Sunday, big test to the 42.
2: I thought they did a nice job. Yeah, they, they did. I'll give you that. You're going to give um, us that. That was yeah, a, but a it, humbling it, give yeah, us that. Yeah, but what, what is this? 27 races. So we're talking about one race out of 27. <laughs> and we continue to use, I, I think I had a top five car, the potential <laughs> of Kyle Larson. I mean, how many times can we use potential and I think I had a top five car? Okay. One out of 27 races. That's I fair. mean, you're gonna, he's going to have to back it up. That's fair. You, okay. you know what I'm saying? For me, this team is going to have to back it up. Now- I'm not saying with what we saw out of, out of Kurt Bush and their troubles that now the 42 will carry the flag for Ganassi Racing moving forward because I, I think this other team is going to have to be aggressive in play. Kyle Bo- Kurt Bush is going to okay. have to be aggressive. Another Richmond favorite, Denny Hamlin. Yeah, uh, look, Denny Hamlin and Richmond – that's that's the way it goes. Right. I mean, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? I'm with you on that. I'm with everybody on that one. No matter if you take Denny anywhere in the world, let's take him back to Virginia, and he's going to run. And, and that, that's it. And this, I actually think the lack of
1: mistakes out of a frustrating night shows me Denny is more yeah. mature
2: than years past. Yeah. yeah,
1: I agree. Uh, and and the way he, he handled sure. it post race sure. yes, spoke to
3: this sure. you know, personal and pro- professional growth that he's talked about this year. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't really upset. He didn't throw his team yeah. under the bus or anything like no. that. But... I'll say this. A year ago, Richmond, this is where Denny Hamlin pretty much exited the playoffs. Yeah. Because uh, he crashed in Vegas, and then he had a horrible Richmond yeah. when it wasn't expected at all. So yeah. I think he comes into his hometown track with a little bit
1: more to prove this time. Yeah. Hendrick Motorsports, are we going to give him a grade? Chase Sellett, pretty decent. and Byron, good recovery. Alex Bowman, solid night. What kind of grade are you giving him? Solid. I'll, I'll
2: give him solid. I'll, I'll give him a solid B. You know okay, what I mean? Because they were just saying. there, just a B. Yeah,
1: yep. but nothing I they saw solid, here though, tells me they can be no. great in the playoffs, but something I Not saw yet. here says they can hang around. Chase
3: Elliott lets some laps, I and mean, to me, that was that's that yeah. team's M, M- O. As soon as the playoffs start, they find another gear. So I'd give them B plus, A minus. I thought. All right. They could uh, get that all the way
2: to an A minus. He
3: a- did. That's
1: a God. big curve. Oh, big, big, positivity big curve. curve. Yeah, he is. The professor coming up with shout outs. You think Beast Mode made the cut for today? We'll find out next, and we'll see if we can get DJ on FaceTime and <laughs> see if the heater continues in Las <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> We're going to talk to the man himself. He's here to drive the pace car. This is a bucket list item for you. That's the truth. You ain't nervous at all? No, I'm not. The only thing that's wrong with it,
0: I I think I only get to go 45 miles per hour.
1: Well, maybe after the race is over with, they'll let you take a few laps. I'll get in there and ride with you. We'll go around here as fast as you want. Oh, yeah, I'm with that. I think they told me that they get up to about uh, 180. I done done 180 before. I'm not going to say where. I want y'all to call me whenever y'all see me behind the wheel. Dale Shine Hart Jr. You know
0: what I'm talking about? (laughs) All right.
1: Listen, it's time for shout-outs, and it starts with Marshawn. So a lot of guys get cool opportunities, but he was genuinely excited, fired up and pumped up to be in Vegas. It's great when a huge star from another sport – Gets that excited when they show up at a uh, NASCAR race.
2: Yeah, it was look, it was really cool. I don't, I don't think he checked the weather report for the, his wardrobe right there. had <laughs> yeah. that all, all up around his neck and stuff. It's 100 degrees, but he was excited, and that was a great interview. Yeah. I thought, I thought Dale Jr. did a great job.
1: Dale Jr.
3: did a great job of that with that interview, and even though there was a need for a sensor beep, I don't think yeah. anybody's gonna get fined. No, no. no one's gonna get no. No. fined no. No, for that. That was good. That was good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Listen, if you didn't have your finger on the button at the start of the <laughs> interview, then shame on you. Truth. True. True. I, I, mean, True. And I like True. I win 180. <laughs> I'm going eight, 180 somewhere. <laughs> but I ain't telling you where. I ain't, I ain't telling you where. Telling you, man. All right, I got another shout out. Guys, on Thursday, I covered Burnout from the Boulevard yes, right there did. in the Las yes, Vegas Strip and announced this weekend Burnout on Broadway. We're going to tear some Goodyear tires up on Nashville's famed Broadway. Wow. It is going to be great when this series shows up for the banquet. Bar the door. It's going to get exciting. Yeah, championship award ceremony moving
3: to a new location
1: and uh, doing it in right,
3: I guess, right? Are
2: they going to do it in pickups or are they going to do it in these cars? (laughs) What are they going to do? Come on, man. I'm just busting on you, man. That was good. (laughs) That will be cool up there. That, That really will. To be back in Nashville... For NASCAR to be back there, it's going to be cool. I've never been to downtown Nashville. Yeah, it's it's blast blast. My buddy uh, Tim blast, Duggar baby. says, come I'm early, stay late. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, come early and stay for a month. That's what I say. <laughs> well, guys, I appreciate you joining. Thank no you, update man. from
1: Dale Jarrett. We're going nope. to assume the dice is still hot. But <laughs> tomorrow, Dale Jr. download Ron Hornaday Jr. You won't want to miss it.